What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackley, and it's Thursday, August 6th. We've reached the deadline day for opt-outs in the NFL. No new news on that front, which I guess is good news, but I expect to hear some more players opting out today. Uh, we will talk about that on the show tomorrow, but a couple news items to get to on the show today. Also, I am in the middle rounds of this Best ball draft in the Fantasy League of Experts, the Flex League from Jake Seeley. Of course, he does all those leagues over there. This is a tough draft. The middle rounds, though, really tough for running backs. So I want to break that down for you. The players who are going in that range of drafts, who I'm trying to get on my roster, sometimes unsuccessfully, but who's going in that range. So we'll do that on the show today as well. Before I get to that, though, I got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? I do. I'm sure you do too. You need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. It's true. It is. It's different. It's because monkeyknifefight.com, well, there's no salary cap and you don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests and all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf. Golf going on right now. Major, baby. UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, even esports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 game for you for signing up. And of course, if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you get your first deposit matched instantly up to $50, $53. It's pretty good. 50 bucks, baby. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. So sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. It's good stuff. Fun fun playing over at Monkey Knife Fight for sure. So let's get into this, though. Some news items uh, across the wire. Uh, so I mentioned about how the Dolphins have had some wideouts opting out. Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson. And I've talked a lot about Preston Williams and how much I, I was impressed by what he did last year, you know, over the first eight games of the season. And I kind of view him as an upside value where you're getting him in, in fantasy drafts. And the good news is Miami Herald saying that they, the Dolphins are optimistic. Now, it is cautiously optimistic, but optimistic that he is going to be uh, ready for week one. He was cleared for football activities, so he's good to go there. ACLs are always tricky. Every person is different. Every player is going to be different in terms of how they come back from those injuries. But optimistic is a good thing. Uh, you don't want to be hearing uh, some of the things that you hear about, say, Rashad Penny right now. And the injury is much earlier than Rashad Penny's. So in this era you know, of uh, injuries in terms of ACLs, it's certainly well within the time frame for him to get back on the field. So we'll keep you updated there, but uh, that's where we are with that one. Adam Gase talking about Lev Bell saying he is in phenomenal shape. Le'Veon's done this. You know, remember when he came into the league, he was big. He wasn't built. He was just big. He cut all that weight. All of a sudden, he was, you know, one of the top running backs in the league. Then we see him on a jet ski (laughs) in 2018, and he looked like he was uh, big again. (laughs) 
maybe it was the life life fest. I don't know, but he looked kind of chunky in that one, right? Last year, no, he looked in shape, but um, you know, maybe he could he, he could stand to be in better shape. I, I I'm not gonna knock that. Bell is a guy I talked about yesterday. A lot of people do not want to draft. That's fine. But eventually, there's a value-breaking point for anybody. If you're looking at him in the fifth round, I mean, come on. Le'Veon Bell actually is a player who I'm going to discuss tonight on the FTN Happy Hour. If you don't know what that is, it's a live video that is hosted by Brad Evans. I'm on it as well as Elliot Christ, and we talk football from all angles. We talk betting angles in terms of season-long prop bets. We talk season-long fantasy football, we talk best ball, we talk, week, I mean, week one DFS now, we can talk anything on that show. It's a half hour, it's Thursday nights, it'll be on at 7 tonight. The easiest way to, to find it is to go to FTN.com, and you can keep your eye on our social media feeds and uh, see me tweeting it out. But that's a lot of fun, it's great viewing as well. It's just meant to be a quick hitter, half hour, basically like a TV show, uh, all about football. You know, and from all angles, sports portfolio. So Lev Bell tonight, we'll talk about him and a few others. Uh, sorry, Jeremy Hill truthers. Uh, he is already released from the Raiders. Uh, didn't expect that one to last very long. Jeremy Hill is one of the quintessential examples of how quickly a running back's career can be over. I mean, he's 27 years old. <laughs> he's not old. He is 27 he had an impressive rookie season in 2014. He slid back to the pack in 2015, but he did score 11 touchdowns. His efficiency per carry was terrible, though, 3.6 per. Then uh, pretty much not good uh, in, you know, just at, just as bad for uh, efficiency purposes in 2016, but he scored nine rushing touchdowns, and then he has been non-existent since then. Uh, you know, he had that you know brief stint with the Patriots. He wasn't even in the league last year. He's 27 years old. It just shows you how quick things go. That's why I never want to sit on running backs too long in dynasty leagues. You know, guys like Jeremy Hill are the quintessential example. So once they get about 25, you have to start looking to trade them away. Now, Hill, you probably wouldn't have been able to trade away at that point, but some guys you can. Anyway, um, Ronald Jones, will he be that type of player? I don't know. I, I really don't know if he's going to be a flash. I mean, can he flash this year? Maybe. I, I mean, Bruce Arian seems to think so. He did say Ronald Jones is the main guy right now. Uh, he said basically everybody else is fighting for roles. McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughn, who is on the COVID list, Wale, all those guys are uh, fighting for you know uh, their roles. I'm going to take this only as far as the beginning of the season. You know, Arians has said a lot of things in the past, and, you know, sometimes you take him at face value, like he's going to feed Chris Godwin. Other times you don't necessarily, like he's going to give David Johnson 30 touches a game. (laughs) Like, that's 480 touches in a season. That wasn't going to happen, right? So, I mean, we also, in the David Johnson rookie year, 2015, they brought Chris Johnson in, and, you know, Arians was singing his praises early in the year. Ultimately, he had a plan all along that David Johnson was going to be the feature back. I always mention that all or nothing. Well, the all or nothing, the year the Cardinals were on that, there was a clip of Arians on the field early in the year saying, David Johnson, he's going to be a three down back for us. 
He wasn't a three down back at the time, but Arians has plans in place that don't always make it to interviews, that don't always make it to the podium. So let's just be clear here. Yes, Ronald Jones, and I'm projecting him, and I have been projecting him all along ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn, but I'm still looking at Keyshawn Vaughn now especially as a value as a ninth or 10th round guy. ADP is still sitting in the 8th round, but that's going to fall. It's going to fall, and the more that this happens, the more that this um, you know gets out there. Ronald Jones, sure, good in early downs, and uh, certainly could benefit in this offense, but such a liability in the passing game especially in pass pro. So just take that for what it is right now, and and we'll leave it at that. And speaking of, well, we should talk about these middle-round running backs because I'm going to tell you, the way that drafts are going, and especially now that we're in the heart of, of fantasy draft season and the drafting public, you know, the people who don't really pay attention most of the year, are going to be getting caught up on things. They're going to start to see that, Right now, we have a lot of folks in the industry drafting running backs very early. Like, running back early, running back heavy is the trend. And if that happens in your home leagues, it is going to create a little bit of an advantage in terms of scooping some value at wide receiver. But if you are going to go with that approach, which is sort of like a modified zero RB, I wouldn't say going completely zero RB makes sense this year. It's just too volatile. And I wouldn't ever want to go into a draft with a singular strategy anyway. But if the draft presents you with an opportunity to go modified zero RB, that simply means that you take a running back early, like you get one maybe in the first round or second round, but a majority of those early round picks, so that's rounds one through five, are at wide out or you throw a tight end, tight end in there as well. Majority are not at running back. That that's essentially a zero or modified zero RB. Now, in order to successfully execute that, you have to have a plan in place in the middle rounds to really go after and hammer these uh, these running backs going in that range. Now, ideally, and again, middle rounds start in round six. Ideally, I would get one of the rookies in round six. I don't know if they make it. And one of the two rookies that I'm talking about are DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. A lot of times they are going in round five. You may miss out on those guys. And that happens. That certainly happens in fantasy football drafts. You know, you don't get everybody you want to get. That's just part of the game. So if you miss out on those guys, who are we targeting in the middle rounds? And really, from the middle rounds, we're talking round six to about ten. You could go as far as round ten. I think that... Once you get into round 10, though, you're going to see that you're really drafting handcuffs in that range. And and even in round 9, you're drafting handcuffs. So the pickings are slim. Let's just be clear about that. I, I do think that Ronald Jones has to be on this list. I'm not crazy about it, but you're drafting him in round 6. And we've been wrong in the past. I still think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be used, yes. But we've been wrong, and I've been wrong particularly, about... Some of these backfields, you don't entirely know. We don't entirely have a clear picture of what's going to play out. So Ronald Jones in round six, not the worst stab if you if you're absolutely loaded up at you know at wide out. Now, if you go more balanced early on, let's say you're in round six, you already have two running backs. I don't think Ronald Jones is as, as appealing. I think I may want to look at the wide receivers in that range. But if you're sitting there with one, I mean, it's not a bad move. I'm willing to be a little light at RB if I'm really heavy at wide out at the top. You know, top heavy at wide out, I don't mind being a little light at RB2, you know. 
The other player in this range who does stand out to me is Darius Geis. He's going in round six, late round six. May see him in round seven as well. You're taking a shot at a lot of upside. Now, Darius Geis, obviously the injuries, not ideal. Not ideal at all for Darius Geis, but could could really provide a nice ROI you know, in that range. So, Jones, Geis, um, James White is going in this range. I, I just don't, I don't want that. You know, it's, but even in a PPR, I just don't want that. Uh, so you get into round seven. We're seeing J.K. Dobbins going around seven. I don't mind taking him here, but you know, J.K. Dobbins really feels like a number three running back, not a number two. So this could be one of those scenarios. You're top heavy at at uh, wideout. Let's say out of the first five rounds, you have four wideouts. You're you're fine now at wideout. And then you go Ronald Jones in round six or Darius Geis, but probably round, Ronald Jones makes more sense. I don't mind J.K. Dobbins in round seven just going right back to the well. Boom, J.K. Dobbins. Don't mind that at all. Going in the same range as J.K. Dobbins, Marlon Mack, no thank you. Jordan Howard, no thank you. Even Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's interesting. I, I don't mind it. He's going in the late seventh round. <clears throat> the thing about it is that backfield... With Mostert, I don't think Mostert is by any means locked in. So Tevin Coleman could be interesting, but I would take Dobbins well ahead of him. Jones-Dobbins as your 2-3, now you're taking stabs at upside. Not terrible. In round 8, Sony Michelle, Matt Breda, Tariq Cohen, Philip Lindsay currently going there. It already drew, it dried up, right? We just dropped off an MF and tier. <laughs> That's not good. So out of those guys, I don't want Sony Michelle for sure. I might take a stab at Matt Breda, but he'd have to be at least my third, if not my fourth. I mean, that's not a bad little run. Akers, Dobbins, Breda. It isn't, you know, it doesn't sound that great, but remember, it's around six, seven, and eight. If you went modified zero RB, that's not too bad. And then you kind of hope maybe that like Tyler Higby sneaks through to, to round nine or something like that. Not bad if you didn't get a tight end early. I don't I don't mind that. Um, also, Keyshawn Vaughn, probably around 9 or 10. Don't mind taking a stab at him, but he's got to be your fourth guy now. Before, I was kind of comfortable with him as my third guy. Got to be your fourth guy, and I really wouldn't do it if I already drafted Ronald Jones. I don't want to load up on that backfield. It just feels way too volatile. So, um, you know, in terms of Cohen, going to pass on the, the PPR specialists. Uh, for the most part, in most of my drafts, that's always something I've done. Uh, you know, so I'm not getting the Naeem Hineses, the James Whites, the Tariq Cohens of the world. In round nine, you have Alexander Madison and Lat Murray. So as a fourth guy to take the handcuff, I don't mind it. I probably am not taking a handcuff if I have the guy. So if I have Kamara, I'm probably not drafting Murray. I would probably pivot and go Alexander Madison. And likewise, if I had Dalvin Cook, I'd probably pivot and go Latavius Murray. Why? Because in regular drafts, typically handcuffing does not make sense. And what I'm doing here is I'm doing a little bit of a naked handcuff where I don't have the guy. I'm diversifying my lineup a little bit. Handcuffing is a great strategy in November. It's not the best strategy in regular fantasy drafts because there's just not enough room on your roster to pull it off. I'd like to diversify my roster. So if I'm going to go after one of those guys, I'd probably go after the other direction. And I know you may disagree with me here. But diversification really helps a lot in your regular season-long rosters. on Johnson is also going in this range. Not terrible as your fourth guy. Zach Moss, 
Really like him as a fourth. He's going in the late ninth round. In fact, I just took him in that best ball in the ninth round. Uh, don't mind that one at all. Tariq Cohen was on the board still, passed up on him, and uh, went with Zach Moss. You know, more bang for your buck potential there. Uh, a couple other guys who are going in the 10th round who we can certainly consider. Chase Edmonds, a handcuff. Antonio Gibson, potentially a handcuff with a lot of upside. Tony Pollard, a handcuff. The other guy going in round 10 is Darrell Henderson, and he's more of a PPR specialist type, so probably not looking at him. So optimal approach here, if you want to sort of boil it down, you get to round six and those rookies aren't on the board, Swift and Akers. I mean, optimally, it would be Swift or Akers in round six if you happen to go a modified zero RB approach. But if not, then Ronald Jones or Darius Geis, depending on where you are in the round. Earlier in the round, probably Jones. Later in the round, Geis. And then likewise, if you go... If you end up going with Jones, then you're probably going to be looking at probably more like Tevin Coleman in round seven, uh, J.K. Dobbins if you go with Geis, just based on where they are in ADP. But optimally, I'd love Jones and and uh, Dobbins in that scenario because I want to get Dobbins as my three. After that, in round eight, I do not mind taking Matt Breda for upside. Uh, I also, you know, might skip round eight, maybe get the tight end in round eight instead, if the tight end's there. And then in round nine, take one of those guys, Keyshawn Vaughn, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, or even Zach Moss. So there's a nice, round nine's a pretty nice round to draft a running back right now. Probably wouldn't be looking at the round 10 guys. So that approach would give you four. If you get a, if you get a running back in round one or two, you take four wideouts because the board's probably going to give it to you. Then you go and you have to absolutely hammer it. You have to prioritize six, seven, and either eight or nine. That gives you four running backs. Still, check that box before round 10 is over. You got your wideouts loaded up. There's going to be wideout value later on, later on too. You get a tight, sneak a tight end in there, and then late round quarterback. It's not too shabby. I'm telling you, not too shabby. Also, not too shabby over at FTNFantasy.com, so go check that out. Remember, my tiers articles are up there. They're free. It's a good way to check out what we have going on at the site if you aren't a subscriber, and if you are, well, thank you. And you can be a subscriber as well. Uh, go check that out right now, FTNFantasy.com. Of course, we also have FTNBets.com and FTNDaily.com. Uh, FTN Bets for my NBA player props. Love NBA player props. Love the NBA right now. It's great. It's great stuff. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack. And also, I appreciate everybody reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It's helping us out. We're getting some nice momentum here. If you haven't done so already, please review the podcast. Rate it on iTunes. The easiest way to do it, go to your podcast app. Go to my podcast page. Scroll down. Click the stars. It's that easy. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody's help there. All right. We'll be back tomorrow for another pod. So I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe and I'm out of here.